and welcome to mini episode 42 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? We have two new listener stories for you today. Are you ready? Never ready for these things, but let's go. Our first story comes from Joe, who, if you remember, sent us the horrific story of her camping adventures a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Do you remember about horrible pig Bigfoot? Yeah. And then there was that creature oh, yeah, hanging no, around. No, no. Yeah, Joe's back. Oh, guess who's back? <laughs> I feel quite I feel, feel quite on edge about Joe. Back again. <laughs> I know this is the third time I've contacted you, and it's starting to get a bit stalkery, but weird shit keeps happening to me. And I know someone is going to say, this much shit just cannot happen to one person. But it can, when I'm the one actively inviting it. In my first email, I mentioned purposefully trying to induce nightmares and sleep paralysis. I also try to invite other things to me. I've done everything from joking around on a Ouija board to doing actual witchcraft to try and summon something. I want to experience it. I believe in the speak it into existence theory, so I've more than once shouted challenges to creatures like the Skinwalker and Wendigo in hope that one might appear. So maybe that's why this stuff keeps happening to me. Because I'm actively inviting it, so it's drawn to me. Or maybe I'm just psychotic and I'm having vivid recurring hallucinations. Whatever it is, it keeps happening. I've experienced everything from the basic bumps in the night to something physically attacking me. All it ever does is stoke the flame of my curiosity. And curiosity killed the cat, right? So over the past week, I was back up at the hunting property with my girlfriend for Valentine's Day. As I said in my Instagram message, we arrived Monday and left today, Sunday. These are word for word the written logs I kept while up north. Anything in parentheses is exposition that I've included for your sake. Some of them are just plain and simply boring. Nothing happens or we leave the property. Some of the details might seem pointless, but I include them more for myself and Hunter when we look back. Now, before we get into the logs, several things are important about this trip. One, my girlfriend Hunter and I are very similar when it comes to the paranormal. We met when we were both breaking and entering onto a haunted property near our homes. Romantic, right? We soon started doing these horribly stupid things together, such as actual pagan rituals to try and summon a demon. We both view it the same. If it kills us, at least it'll be interesting, right? Both of us are determined to either debunk it or prove it, even if it's just for ourselves. So when she heard the stories from the property, she was ecstatic to come and visit. Where we do differ is that she believes everything is always supernatural, no questions asked. Meanwhile, I tend to try and think of a logical answer before jumping to conclusions. Secondly, just this October, my uncle died. In the cabin on the property. It wasn't all that shocking and he went peacefully in his sleep. This was the first time I'd be up there since his death, as I couldn't get off work during deer hunting period which was also when the party spread his ashes out at his stand. I'm usually very blasé about death. I could find my own mother suddenly dead and I'd shrug it off and say, well, we all die, so that sucks. But it wouldn't really affect me and I definitely wouldn't cry. When my uncle died, I was on the verge of tears. It hit me hard, despite being fully prepared for several years since his second heart surgery. I wasn't even sad he was dead or anything, it was just this heavy feeling of, I'm never going to see him again. I'd never felt that with anyone before, even when my grandparents, who I was incredibly close to, died. 
Third, we were staying in an aforementioned cabin instead of my family's hunting trailer since it is the dead of winter and our generator is broken. Meaning no heat in the trailer, meaning no electricity at all on the property because the only electrical things in the cabin are run-off batteries. I still had the keys to the trailer and opened it up though, mostly to check for mice or other unwelcome renters. The cabin is heated by a wood-burning stove and can only be lit either by flashlight or gas lamp. There is a full bed and two sets of bunk beds. We opted to sleep on the bunk beds because the full bed was the bed my uncle died in and Hunter refused to sleep in it. Lastly, there was too much snow for us to be able to get the car back to the site. So instead, we had an ATV and a sled and I parked the car in town at a bar that I'm friends with the owners. However, since I'm the only one with a license to drive on public roads, I dropped Hunter off at the property with the sled and half of our stuff. I then dropped off the car at the bar and then drove the ATV with the rest of our stuff to the property, leaving Hunter alone with Dino to open up the buildings for about 30 to 45 minutes. And this is the first log. February the 10th, 2020, 1330. 27 degrees, cloudy. Got to the property later than I'd hoped. Car at Freddy's. Hunt said she heard something knocking around behind the trailer when she was inside, but it was probably just Dino or another animal. She said she thought she heard something inside the trailer with her. I set up some traps, so we'll see. Gotta chop some wood for the stove, but Hunt dug out the pit and started a fire, so it's not too bad. There were some boot prints by the back of the cabin. Mark said he caught some poachers, so I should go check the fencing by the lake. Hunt wants to go skating anyway. February the 10th, 2020. 1900 hours. Full moon. Minus 10 degrees. Cloudy. Heard the pig by the woodpile. Found out Hunt forgot her recorder, and the phones are already dead. Dino hunted it, but he couldn't find anything, so I'm even more sure there isn't a physical pig anywhere. Got an opossum in the trailer, probably what Hunt heard when she was in there. We've got the door propped open for Dino, but he doesn't seem to want to go outside alone. Hunt says she feels like someone's watching her, but I don't feel anything weird. February 11th, 2020. 5am. 10 degrees. Clear. Hunt woke me up to walk her to the outhouse and we heard something just beyond the tree line. I tried to find it with the flashlight but I couldn't see anything. It was still dark so probably an animal, not expecting people. February 11th, 2020, 9am, 25 degrees, clear. We're headed into town for the day. We need batteries and more barbed wire. We have a barbed wire fence at the lake at the edge of the property. So today probably isn't going to be interesting. February 11th, 2020, 23.30. Minus 15 degrees. Clear. The cabin door was open when we got back, but nothing was missing, so it was probably the wind. Dino seemed fine inside, but he seemed nervous while we were outside again. I thought I heard something walking through the snow while we drove back, but Dino and Hunt didn't hear it, so it was probably nothing. February the 12th, 2020, 9am. 30 degrees, very cloudy. Hunt said she woke up early this morning and thought I was coming back inside from a smoke. She heard work boots and noticed someone in a white t-shirt walking towards the beds. 
but as they got closer she realised that it wasn't me. It was an overweight man in a white shirt and paint-stained jeans. He stood next to the bed and reached up to me. She said she sat up and he bent down and shushed her, smiling kindly. He had a lazy eye and smelled like cigarettes. Dino seemed very friendly with him. Pretty sure I'm still crying. It's good to know that Todd, my uncle, is still around to keep an eye on me. February the 12th, 2020. 1500 hours. 35 degrees. Cloudy. We walked out to the lake to check the fence and so Hunt can skate. It's a 15 minute walk, maybe a little longer with the snow. The fence had a break but only enough for an animal so I'm reasonably sure no humans came through. We stayed at the lake for a couple of hours, smoking pot and drinking so I'm sure everything we experienced was from that. When we left the lake it was still pretty bright outside so I shouldn't have gotten so turned around. It took us almost half an hour to get back to the trail, even with Dino leading us. I swear I heard another set of footsteps somewhere in the woods. It sounded like a person, but Hunt didn't hear anything, and Dino didn't seem worried if he heard anything. They seemed to follow us along the trail, too, sit in the trees. I don't know when it stopped, but they weren't still there when we got to the site. February the 12th, 2020. 8pm. Minus 20 degrees, cloudy. The pig has been active. Hunt's pretty excited to hear it. We've been out at the fire watching for the lights on the trail but we haven't seen anything. Dino seems fine tonight. February 13th, 2020. 10.30. 10 degrees. Clear. While I was cutting wood, Hunt was walking the trails with Dino. I heard the cabin door open but when I looked it was still closed. I thought I heard boots inside. It was empty but I smelled cigarettes. February 13th, 2020. 12 o'clock, 13 degrees, clear. Hunt heard someone whistling while she was walking. Dino kept turning towards the whistling from the woods. She thought it was me trying to scare her, but I was still working around the site. She wants to go back out walking together at night. February 14th, 2020, midnight, minus 30 degrees, clear. We walked the trails. Dino seemed very on edge the whole time. Hunt was whistling out most of the time, but nothing responded. I heard those footsteps again, and the other two still didn't react, so I don't know what they are. Nothing happened, except now we both probably have frostbite, so it was totally worth it. February the 14th, 2020, 9pm, minus 35 degrees, clear. We just relaxed around the camp and spent Valentine's Day getting drunk and smoking. When we kissed this morning, we heard someone wolf whistle. Hunt was understandably shocked. I'm pretty sure it's Todd just being an ass. My uncle and I used to catcall each other all the time. I know, it's weird. So I wasn't too concerned. The whole cabin smells like cigarettes now. Hunt thought it was me smoking inside, but I smoke cigars. And you can smell the noticeable difference on my jacket. Reminded Todd that this is probably why he died. Hunt says I should be nicer to him. February the 15th, 2020, 1pm, 40 degrees, part cloudy. We've been wandering the trails again since it's so nice out and Hunt heard the footsteps this time. Dino still didn't react but I feel less crazy since Hunt can confirm that we both heard them. I tried whistling this time since anything in these woods knows me and we got a response 
I nearly shit myself. I wasn't expecting anything to finish the tune. I whistled out the beginning of a shave and a haircut, but when I heard that whistle I nearly booked it back to the camp. Dino barked and growled. I've only ever seen him do that when a coyote wandered a little too close, but I don't think canines can whistle. Hunt insisted I keep whistling and I kept getting responses. She got nothing when she whistled. Who knows, maybe the things out there just like me more. But she's pretty upset about it though. February the 15th, 2020. 2145. 10 degrees clear. I was in the cabin. Hunt took Dino out to get some wood and go to the bathroom. And I heard something hit one of the windows. I looked up and saw a hand pressed against the glass white as fucking snow it's nearly seven foot up the wall even josh who's six foot three can barely reach the bottom with the tips of his fingers hunt certainly can't she's five foot two and this hand was smack in the middle of the window i didn't dare look away not even when hunt and dino walked in she said dino started yapping and acting weird and she got a funny feeling i pointed to the hand but in the span of me looking at her and back, it was gone. Dino started growling and barking at the door, suddenly absolutely feral. I looked and in the window above the door, another seven foot or so up, there was a fucking face. That same one I saw over hunting the previous year, it had somehow gotten all the way around the cabin in less than ten seconds. It was just staring in at us, like it was fucking curious or something. Hunt was frozen, just looking at it with this horrified curiosity, but I was more concerned with the fact that the door was partially open. I picked up my handgun and started shouting, telling it to fuck off. It cocked its head like a dog hearing the new noise. And then I heard it whistle. The beginning of shave and a haircut, watching me with this expectant look on its face. I kept telling it to get lost, go play in traffic, die a horrible death, I didn't care, I just wanted it to go away. I was waving my gun around in a way that was definitely not intimidating and would probably get my license revoked if anyone ever saw it. The door started opening more and I flew across the room faster than I ever thought I could, body slamming it shut. Hunt finally seemed to snap out of it and started asking it questions like this was a goddamn talk show interview or something. I smelled the familiar cigarette smoke and it looked actually afraid and then I blinked again and it was gone. I don't think I'm going to do much sleeping tonight but Todd's still here so I feel okay. God am I glad we leave tomorrow. February the 16th 2020 2.30pm 56 degrees cloudy. We've been packing up the machines and locking everything up. When we got outside this morning, we saw weird canine-like but still humanoid prints around the site. I'm not leaving Hunt here to go and get the truck. She can just drive the sled on the road and I'll risk the ticket. We're going to spend the rest of the day in town. Nothing feels too weird this morning. I don't feel like anything is watching us. I whistled the tune in what was probably a stupid display of bravery and didn't get a response. I think I'm going to stop trying to invite whatever it is onto the property. I have a rule about shitting where you sleep. 
I won't do anything like this at my house, and this is my other home, so I should follow the same rules here. I'm going to finish packing up the machines, then to do one last walk up the trails and do a protection ritual. I'm a Wiccan, because fuck this thing. Gotta remember to thank Todd and say goodbye to him. February the 16th, 2020. 22.30, 24 degrees, cloudy. We just started driving home. Just pulled onto the freeway so I should have enough of signal to turn my phone back on soon. When we drove past the property, I swear I saw something running on all fours next to the car, easily keeping pace at 60 miles an hour. But it's pretty dark, and I've had a few drinks, so I'm not putting too much stock into it. I reread everything I wrote, and it really reads like the journal you find in a horror game on a dead body. I'm gladly coming back in summer, so maybe it'll be a quest item for someone then. So that's it. That was my week on the hunting property. I don't know what the fuck that thing is, but hey, now I know that I wasn't hallucinating the first time. Though I'm not sure if that makes me feel better or worse. There are so many terrifying aspects to this story, none more terrifying than minus 35 degrees temperature at night. (laughs) Is that your big takeaway from this story? No, I mean, it's not the big takeaway, but that is terrifying. Although I do understand that your true horror is the cold, so I get it. Anybody wants to really frighten Dan, just send in a story about it being really cold, (laughs) and he'll be sitting here straight away. I'm hooked in already. You had me at minus 35 degrees. That is horrible. I can't get over the face in the window, seven foot up. It's the same face. I love that Hunter decided to interrogate it when she, when she settled down. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. You know, no. you always when we read these stories, I always imagine myself in that situation, and in my head, like, I don't know what I. I think I would just hurl myself at the glass in a sheer in sheer fright and not knowing what else to do. Like those animals attack their own reflection. <laughs> yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> and then it would turn out to actually be my own reflection. You'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh my God, I just forgot to put my eyebrows on. That's why I look so weird. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I deal with it. Part of me, the majority of me is terrified, but there's a small part of me that says, is this thing just misunderstood? Because it's bringing the whistle back as if it's like a friendly thing. It sounds very Freddy-ish to it me. It does, doesn't it? Like this sort of pale, limmy creature. Yeah. Cocks his head in curiosity. Not Doesn't seem to be frightened, just seems to be more inquisitive. Or doesn't seem to be scary. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want it coming into my trailer. No. Because I'd be yeeting it back out of the trailer. No way would I be allowing that shit to happen. Yep. Which is, I guess, why Joe ran to the door and tried to shut it. Absolutely. (laughs) Also nice to think that your uncle is still there looking out for you. That is a very soothing thought. Do you think... probably not very soothing for Hunter. Do you think that Uncle Todd had had run-ins with Freddy-esque creature in the past and that was why Freddy got scared when the cigarette smoke kicked into the building because Uncle Todd showed up and he was like, oh, I recognise that fella. I'm out. Yeah. Maybe. It sounded like that, didn't it? It did sound like that. It sounded like whatever Todd was bringing to the table, that little creature was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm off. See you later. But we've got double gooses. Double gooses. Double gooses. Double ghosts in the story as well, haven't we? Because we've got Uncle Todd and then we've got, well other paranormal thing whatever that fucking thing is really thought was a skinwalker for the longest time now i'm not so convinced well a skinwalker would be out there like destroying you it wouldn't be looking in the window yeah. and whistling at you yeah. so who knows i really i really have no 
I've no maybe concept this, of where this creature is go. has actually been protecting Joe and Hunter from skinwalkers all the time, or from pig Bigfoot, or pig pigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? That was so easy. It was right there in front of me. And our second story today is also a little update on a story. Ooh. Our second story today comes from Stevie. And Stevie sent us a story a while ago about the nursery in her house that she thought was haunted. Or she just got a she got a vibe from it. So Stevie has sent us an update. Are you ready? Never ready. I'm writing in to update on my story. This may be a bit all over the place, so please bear with me. My son was born on November the 22nd, and since bringing him home, things have taken a weird turn. In my last story I sent you guys, I said that I would be cleansing his nursery because of the weird vibes on my nightmare stalker, but unfortunately with everything else going on towards the end of the pregnancy, I never got around to it. From the start, we planned on having our son sleep in our room in his bassinet for the first few months, which in turn causes him to have a limited time in his room. For the first few weeks, my son loved his room. Sometimes putting him in his room for a nap would be the only thing that would stop a crying spell. Now, he wants nothing to do with his room, and call me bananas, but I think he knows something is not quite right in there. I feel like it all started up after a dream I had. My late grandfather was telling me repeatedly that my son was in danger, and that I had to do what I could to keep him safe. He just kept repeating, you must keep him safe, and I need your help to keep him safe. Since then, my son can't seem to settle down in the room, even if it's just popping in to grab something, he'll begin to fuss. And if given the chance, he screams his head off. Even my boyfriend, Captain Skeptic, was walking past the nursery door and he said he had to backtrack because he thought he saw a child looking into our son's crib while he was napping. He said that when he looked back in the room, the child was not there, but he got a spine-tingling chill up his back and his instincts screamed to get our son out of the room. Needless to say, our son no longer naps in his room. Everything could well be a coincidence or just our minds playing tricks on us, but I will not risk the safety of my son. To end on a more happy thought, our hallway is covered in tons of family pictures, and my son loves to look at all of them. His favourite is the one of my grandfather. He will smile and make baby squeaks at it. I'd like to think that my grandfather visits my little man often. I really want to say that was a really touching story, but I can't deal with the kid. Looking, looking into the, the crib. No, no, thank you. No child ghosts. Don't need that in in existence. No, it's, it's just, I always think that you should trust your gut instincts on everything. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I really, I really, I'm a firm believer in that because I think our brain, like supernatural or otherwise, our brains pick up on signals that our conscious mind probably doesn't see. Um, so if you meet somebody that makes your kind of, that heckles puts, go up yeah that makes your heckles <laughs> go up or if you're in a place where you think oh i don't like the feel of this job environment or whatever go with your good instinct always and it will it'll always you know serve you right especially in this case when there's a haunted child yes looking absolutely. in the crib at your baby i'm glad to hear that your, that your son is not sleeping in that room at the moment yeah me too that's good i think you potentially need to come up with a plan where he never sleeps in that room yeah me too i mean my gut tells me gasoline and a match for the room i think we're gone beyond cleansing the only thing now is to burn the house down so sorry guys (laughs) we're obviously joking stevie we hope that you did get around to cleansing the room i love that he's that he seems to react to the to the picture of the grandfather 
That's just so that's so sweet. I love it. So if you enjoyed this week's episode, you can find everything you need to know about us on reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. You can send us in your own spooky story to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content. To what? Sorry? Heaps of extra content. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I also did. Nobody can see me, but I did a little raised eyebrows movement to go with it. I, I don't it, know it why I did that. The, suited the noise. And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye.